Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us as we continue to gear up and celebrate the quilt gardens along the Heritage Trail 15th anniversary. As we've mentioned before, we're taking the entire month of May to get to know just a few of the great volunteers who help make this project possible. On this episode, Quilt Gardens Project Manager Sonia Nash checks in with the Southgate and Elkhart County Courthouse volunteers. Did you know that several of our garden locations have unique partnerships that bring together service clubs and gardening clubs? You'll get to hear about one of those partnerships today. Joining me today is site manager and owner of Southgate, Mike DeCola. Welcome, Mike. Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you know, the Quilt Gardens are celebrating its 15th year anniversary this year, and we're so excited to share your brand new site that's returning once again in 2022. And we're excited to learn all about what you're offering there. But before we begin, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you love Elkhart County or how you got uh, to be the owner of Southgate? Well, I'm, I'm actually a, a, a transplant to Elkhart County okay. um, over the past, uh, say, six or seven years um, and, you know, came to love it, came to love the tourism aspect of it and um, just, you know, the history of Elkhart County and uh, really just enjoy the people um, and, you know, had the opportunity, saw an opportunity arise to uh, uh, South Cape became available. Um, mm -hmm. So I went ahead and started talking to the previous owners of it and um, you know, was able to, uh, was able to purchase that this past, uh, uh, this past fall. And, um, we're just excited to, excited to get going, uh, to bring it back to life, uh, to what it should be. Um, and, uh, excited to be a part of the, uh, Elkhart County Visitors Grove Quilt Garden Tour. Great. Well, and some of our listeners might know it by several different names. I've had people say, what's what's going on with that big red barn and <laughs> different types of names. Uh, it, your location and your venue has gone through quite a few changes. Maybe share with us not only your history of your business, but also your vision for the future. Oh, sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it originally is the American countryside uh, farmer's market. Um, uh, I think commonly referred to as a big red barn because it's a big red barn <laughs> and um, um, and it does have farmer's market in big white letters on the side of it. Um, so, I mean, we're excited to actually to, to bring back some of the farmer's market aspect of it. Oh, wonderful. Um, as, uh, so, you know, uh, we're, we're planning on having fresh produce, uh, mm -hmm. some vendors outside um and as well as our vendors inside and we have well we have multiple food vendors um we have a, a antique mall artisan market boutiques um craft beverage supply um and and we're still and we're still adding more every day or well trying. your building is so big uh how many square feet uh again do you know that by chance yeah it's it's actually the um the actual footprint, like usable footprint is about 52,000 square feet. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, there, there is, a, it, it actually, it's a bigger building than what the actual footprint is because we have a lot of wasted space. We have a lot of open areas, mm -hmm. uh, which, which is great. I mean, it's, it's the grand entrance when you look in and yes. look up 84 feet to the cupola. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It is. Um, but, you know, it's, a, it's also a large rotunda area where uh, we hope to, you know, sometimes have some, uh, some life, there's some singers around it and just kind of, you know, uh, opening up the place and, you know, giving joy to people. 
Well, and I was there when it was first opened. It was built by the Amish using those beams and that structure. Maybe for some of our listeners who haven't been inside or it's been a while, maybe share that beauty and that gorgeous wood and that hand craftsman. Oh yeah, it's it's it is beautiful. It's it's there's not a nail used in the construction. Um, it's all peg and beam. Um, so we actually uh, uh, there's there's actually a mold to to make the pegs, which it, it's kind of uh, we we joke that you know we were taught as kids um, not to put a square peg into a round <laughs> hole, but yes, that yes. is actually how you make a peg. There you, you, you go. Like a, a square piece of wood and you knock it through a round hole. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, it is. It's a beautiful building. Um, we're actually our our footprint is about the size of a football field. Um, so we're um, about you know three hundred feet by about sixty feet. Sure. Uh, a little bit wider. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a beautiful beautiful space. Um, it's a lot of wood. A lot of wood in here. Sure. Well, your quilt garden is just uh, going to be uh, breathtaking. I, I've been outside there. It's called New Crossing is the title of your pattern. Maybe share with us a little bit about why did you want to have a quilt garden at Southgate with everything else you got going on, opening a brand new business. <laughs> um, why did you want to, to take on the task of growing annuals in a quilt garden? Well, I've, I've, I've had the, uh, the pleasure of being part of the quilt garden tours for the past uh, about six years um, with uh, you know, previous employment. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great attraction for Elkhart County. I mean, it, it's great to pull up and see, you know, uh, 2,500 flowers or, sure. or uh, plants on, on the side of a, side of a, a, a mound, mm -hmm. um, and just the joy in people's faces when they, when they pull up and they see it and they get out and they walk around. And, um, you know, I've been on the quilt garden tour almost mm -hmm. every year and it's, I mean, it's truly is something to see. Well, your pattern, um, every site can choose a design. So what drew you to this particular design from the other options that were on the list? Uh, we just, a group of us were, were just looking mm -hmm. over the pattern, um, the available patterns instead of mm -hmm. creating our own. Um, and we just all kind of you know, gravitated towards uh, towards the same one. Sure. Um, and that can't really tell you exactly why, but it, it just <laughs> seems like a Seems like a nice pattern and it fits the building. Well, that works, that's just fine. Now, um, as you mentioned, there are lots of flowers that are inside your garden. Uh, your process of planting and preparing, do you have any uh, things that you've been doing in your soil this spring, getting it ready to go and uh, making it uh, beautiful? Yeah, actually our, our garden had, had been um, kind of been neglected over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. So we've had to uh, take out about a foot of soil and add, a, add some new soil in mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just and fertilizing and then tilled and ready. Sure. Um, yeah. So we, well, we, yeah, because um, uh, this the Southgate venue, it had been closed for a while, so it wasn't on the tour. And um, so it's important to have fresh new soil for those. Are you a gardener, Mike? Are, do you have a green thumb? <laughs> No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, not everybody on a quilt garden uh, behind the scenes has to be. You do quite well, right? You have yeah. some gardeners that you work with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we have uh, some great, we we actually here on, on site, uh, Butchercraft Farms mm -hmm. um, um, grows, uh, um, um, you know, produce. Okay. Um, and, uh, we uh, have a nice display here at on our property. And then um, the adjoining property is actual uh, fields where they, where they grow. We, we partner with them to, uh, to go ahead and, uh, 
uh, help uh, plant and maintain the quilt garden. Sure, sure. Well, that uh, gardening uh, knowledge is helpful, uh, certainly, but it takes all hands uh, to make it come together into fruition. Um, any from your past experience, you know, there are always some challenges. Um, do you have a direct water source or will you are you hand watering your quilt garden? Um, we will have a direct water source. Um, it just uh, happens to be a, a, a long, a very long stretch of hose. <laughs> <laughs> Very long stretch of hose. Okay, uh, so it's not a manual, uh, a, a sprinkler system, an irrigation system. Yes. 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 It is. <laughs> well, that takes some work uh, on a weekly basis for the uh, flowers to bloom and to grow and to maintain them over the course of a season. Uh, so that takes some some help. Uh, do you have a big staff there at Southgate, or are you looking for volunteers? Uh, we're we we have a small staff and we're always looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, always looking for people that are that are interested in uh, you know in in working in the quilt garden or like like what they see out there. Sure. If they want to come help uh, pull some weeds, we we'd love to have them. Sure. Well, the quilt garden tours uh, and the the sites are open during all daylight hours. So visitors, when they arrive on your grounds, uh, whether it be morning or noon or afternoon or early evening. There's probably always something going on at your venue, right? Uh, there's something they can see or do or get involved in. Yeah, our our, our venue it will be open um, or is open uh, ten to eight Monday through mm -hmm. Friday, or I'm sorry, Monday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, we are closed on Sunday. Sure. Uh, but yeah, we we have uh, you know come on in, get some get some coffee, get some ice cream, get some some delicious food, mm -hmm. um, walk around, uh, see what else is going on on the property. Well, and while it's not as glamorous to talk about, I will say you have uh, some of the largest and nicest uh, restroom facilities <laughs> on the quilt garden tour. Not many of the gardens have uh, facilities that have restrooms, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. We, we, we have uh, uh, in the, the main four women's restroom, there's uh -huh. about, uh, about 12 stalls. Yeah. And it is, uh, has a nice seating area and uh, you know, has, has everything. So, yeah. you know, the, the, the men's room is nice too. It's just not quite that nice. Well, I personally wouldn't know that, but I'll take yeah, your word. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that is always important when you're looking at a garden tour, when you're outdoors, somewhere where well, you can drink and uh, take care of those things and grab some goodies to take home. Uh, well, Mike, uh, if people want to know more about Southgate, check out some of your venues, learn about your food vendors. How do they find out more information? Uh, the best way is to uh, um, visit us on Facebook um, and go to the Southgate Crossing page mm -hmm. um, here in Elkhart County, and uh, they will uh, it, it, it will have most of the information on there. And just follow us, and we we do post updates all the time. Yes, and uh, you're located uh, right in, in between uh, Walker's and Elkhart and Goshen. Maybe uh, for those who may not be familiar, how what roads do they take? Where are you where are you physically located? We are the actual address is two seven seven five one County Road twenty six. We are just south of the uh, of the uh, US twenty bypass, mm -hmm. right off of State Road nineteen. Yeah. Um, if if you're if you're near that intersection, you look 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 around and you can't miss us. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. It is definitely a big red barn, and we're so excited that uh, Southgate is back on the quilt garden tour. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and we thank our listeners. For learning more about the quilt gardens in Southgate, we hope you stop in and see Mike. He's oftentimes behind the desk and he'll be happy to say hello.
Today, my guest is Rick Stiffney on the board of directors from the Rotary Club of Goshen, Indiana. Welcome, Rick. Hey, thank you for the uh, invitation. Well, we're so excited that you're here. And the Goshen uh, Rotary, the Rotary Club of Goshen, Indiana, is just an amazing organization. I myself have met many of your members, have attended several times. But for those who aren't familiar, share with us a little bit about uh, your organization and what you do. Well, the Goshen, uh, Indiana Rotary Club is over 100 years old, and it is is one of what's become thousands, really, of Rotary Clubs spread around the world. The first club was founded in Chicago, not all that far from Goshen, but the movement has grown phenomenally over the years. And our club, like clubs around the world, really try to bring people together uh, for advancing uh, goodwill. Uh, in communities really around the world, we have four convictions we call our rotary test. And two of the four convictions are essentially, does our work build goodwill in the community? And secondly, is our work beneficial to all? And our particular club over a hundred years has done all kinds of projects in the Goshen community and frankly, in other places around the world that I think uh, builds goodwill. Well, that and sounds wonderful. Now, tell me a little bit about you. Is that why you belong? You have this passion for uh, providing goodwill? Yeah, I've lived in Goshen for over 50 years. We've raised our kids here, have some grandkids in the neighborhood. So Goshen's really home. And uh, I've been involved all of my professional life in the nonprofit volunteer sector. So I know what kind of impact nonprofit work has in our communities. And so now that I'm a little further along in my own life, I'm now in what I call my season of tapering and tempering. <laughs> About four years ago, I joined, joined the local Rotary Club, and it's really provided a wonderful opportunity to interact with community folk and actually get involved in just doing some really, really cool, some really, really good stuff. Well, there's so, some amazing programs that I know you're involved in. Uh, one of those is the exciting quilt garden located in downtown Goshen on Main Street next to the courthouse. Maybe share with us a little bit about how that became about and how you got involved with Quilt Garden. Well, it's one of the one of the more interesting projects we've been involved in. Uh, we've done various projects over the years. We have academic scholarships for kids. We are deeply engaged in Destiny Rescue, which is a project for helping uh, young girls who are caught in sex trafficking get out of sex trafficking. Uh, we help La Casa build, uh, do help a house. So we've done a variety of kinds of projects. We raised a lot of money and built a splash pad for kids in Goshen. So when the quilt garden came along as yet another opportunity, we saw it kind of an opportunity to do uh, a little bit of labor and do a project that would that would kind of beautify uh, the Goshen community and uh, would really honor our two tests. Does it build goodwill? And is it beneficial to all? And we thought, a flower garden on the, court, the county courthouse lawn might just do that to all. Well, it, it certainly is. And these types of projects take so many hands and take so many and so much involvement. Yeah. So it's very appreciative that uh, the Rotary gets involved. Tell us a little bit about to what extent uh, your uh, members uh, help out there. Two days a year, we kind of bend over and do some labor. Um, I like to call us the grunt. We're sort of the brawn of the quilt garden project in Goshen. And there's a lot of brains that are a whole lot smarter <laughs> about flower gardens than we are. And I'd just like to credit Rusty and Anita Ritchie, yes. 
they are just consummate in this project. They know the what flower they're power doing. people, right? They're, 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 yeah, they know flower gardens. Yeah. And uh, some of us on the Rotary Club just really enjoy gardening and enjoy landscaping. So uh, we show up and help uh, Rusty and Anita do the planting. And then the, the county staff has assisted with some of the weeding over the course of the summer. And then late in the fall, we get involved again for a half day, essentially cleaning up or prepping it for the springtime. So it's been kind of a fun, small project that we can get involved in that uh, we think is a real contribution to the community. It is. While you may think it's small, I know it. Uh, Rusty will uh, share with us that uh, it's it's very vital because it takes those hands and that labor uh, to dig in. And now I remember it doesn't take you too long. Your workforce is quite a strong workforce, right? That planting went extremely fast. <laughs> I'm an organizer committed to efficiency. Yes, you so, are. <laughs> uh, we've had a great team. Usually we have oh, anywhere between eight to a, a dozen mm-hmm. uh, working together. And the old adage, many hands make the light, the work light. That is really true. Yeah. So it doesn't take but a couple hours, three hours to do the planting and the same for good cleanup in the fall. Sure. That's a great little project. So how many members do you have? Well, right now we're just a little under 100 club members. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID had a little bit of an impact, which I think is true for many of the clubs. But we've been engaged uh, with Zoom for many months and now beginning to meet again face-to-face. We're glad to entertain new members. Good. And uh, you're probably one of the largest clubs uh, in Elkhart County, aren't you? Well, the Elkhart Club is about the same size or maybe even a little larger. The Dunlap Club, a little smaller. Sure. And you mentioned you have so many different projects. So it sounds like, uh, for example, with the Quilt Garden, you have eight to 12 out of your 100 members. So people join and pick which project. How does that work? They pick which project they volunteer on, what their passion is? or Yeah, I would say it follows passion and time availability. Some of the projects require... I would say more intensity in terms of time over the course of a year. We have some other projects that are time intensive for short periods of time. For instance, we often send a group of folk uh, to Central America. We have some dentists that go down or ophthalmologists that go down and do ophthalmology tests for kids and fit them for eyeglasses. And we have a group that go along and help with that project. And I'm sure uh, you meet, what time of day and when do you meet? We meet every Friday at noon. We meet at uh, Maple Crest, which is on Hackett Road, the north side of the ocean. And there would be more information about our club available on Facebook. So oh, sure. a person could do a search, Rotary Club of Goshen, Indiana, and you'll find the Facebook and can learn more about us that way. Well, I know when I've personally been there, I've, I've met people of all ages, uh, some that are still working full time that uh, find time at nights and weekends to invest in projects. And uh, I know you're heavily involved in, at the county fair and a variety mm-hmm. of programs, right? Yeah, a whole variety of programs. We're young and old, men and women, and I would say there are opportunities, frankly, scaled to meet your availability of time and your talent. So you can be involved volunteering a lot of time or be involved volunteering a little bit of time. It just depends on your uh, 
where you're at in the season of life. Well, that makes perfectly good sense. And, uh, you know, this year and honoring our 15th anniversary of the Quilt Gardens, we so appreciate uh, the Rotary Club's involvement and all of your hard work. Uh, so we're glad that those folks have the passion for gardening and being beneficial to all and giving back to the community and goodwill. Um, any last words you'd like to share uh, with our listeners about your organization? We would welcome your interest in joining us. Well, thank you again, Rick, uh, for everything. Hello, everyone. My name is Sonia Nash. With me today is Rusty and Anita Ritchie. The Rusty's the president of the Elkhart Dahlia Society. And Rusty and Anita take care and oversee the quilt garden located at the Elkhart County Courthouse in downtown Goshen. Welcome, Rusty and Anita. Hi, Sonia. Hello. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time and for all you do for the quilt garden at the courthouse in Goshen. Now, tell us a little bit uh, about your passion. Now, you're involved with dahlias and plants, and you just you two just have a green thumb. So, uh, I'll start with you, Rusty. Tell us how you got started in gardening. Well, my parents were avid gardeners, and they were some of the more original members of the Elkhart Dahlia Society. Oh, okay. Uh, back in the 50s, actually. So if we played ball in the backyard, we had to be real careful of dad's dahlias. <laughs> I'm sure um, you did. I didn't realize the Dahlia Society had been around for so long. Yeah, Joe Rice from Elkhart Community School started it with Lee Duell, a local plumber back then. Well, is uh, there a reason why there's such a passion for dahlias in Elkhart? Well, we have great soil, and okay. for some reason, uh, we always compete well when we take blooms to other uh, cities for shows. Not necessarily the Ritchie Dahlias, but Elkhart <laughs> County has always had plenty of winning Dahlia growers and hybridizers. Uh, there's several varieties out there that were created in Elkhart County. How interesting. Now, what type of soil makes a great soil? Well, sandy loam is what I like. Okay. Uh, clay tends to hold water. And the monsoons uh, that you can get in spring, some people with clay soil can't even plant till almost July sometimes. Oh, whereas so, a sandy loam, you can plant earlier. Always good drainage. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, we have to water more, but uh, not much in the spring. By sure. fall, though, we have to add an inch every couple days. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, Anita, tell us about your love of gardening. I know you probably did you develop when you met uh, Rusty, or did you all were you always a gardener? Let's see. My mother um, actually kind of got me into gardening. She's she has a green thumb. She can grow anything and grows everything. And and I kind of got away from it um, raising kids. But then when I met Rusty and he introduced me to dahlias, been helping him grow dahlias ever since. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I was growing about yeah. 70 or 80 when I met her. Uh -huh. <laughs> but within a few years, we were up to 1,200, 1,500. Uh, but wait, we're wait, too wait, old wait. for that. You grow yeah. 12 to 1500 dahlias just in your own particular greenhouse? In the yard. In the yard. Uh, yeah. No, we've we've had 1500 plants planted outside, but that yeah, means digging up 1500 plants if you like them. Well, I was going to say so everybody wants to know what do you do with 1500 dahlias? Some people do you know when we were growing that many we had cut flowers if people would stop oh, by and want some. 
course. But we never really advertised. We've done, you know, maybe seven or eight weddings nice. in the last decade. Uh -huh. Some of them were, well, we had the Palais Royale and South mm -hmm. Bend decked out. But that was kind of a club effort. We came up with 600 dahlias for a big wedding. <laughs> yeah, but dahlias are just great for fall weddings. Uh, they're plentiful. They're fresh. What floors have to order to be sure they have, they come broken as often as not. So if you happen to want a fall wedding, you know, dahlias are certainly the frugal route to go. You're just running the risk that the bride won't be the most beautiful thing at the wedding. <laughs> oh, listen to you. I know the dahlias <laughs> are gorgeous. I've seen them. They're just absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know if you have a personal favorite, Anita. Do you have a favorite dahlia of, of the different varieties that you grow? Oh, I have several favorites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, depending on the size that you're talking about, I guess. Uh -huh. um, but um, I like Woodland Wild thing, uh -huh. Zorro. Now, the Dahlia Society got involved with the quilt gardens uh, several years ago at another location. Um, and Rusty, you've been involved with the quilt gardens uh, at various venues for quite a few years. Maybe share with us, why did the Dahlia Society and you in particular get involved with the quilt gardens? Well, it was more or less uh, because we wanted a cheap venue for our <laughs> Dahlia show. Oh, sure. We, okay. it, we helped Concord Mall have, uh -huh. a, have a quilt garden and we got to put on our show for free. Uh, at Southgate, it was pretty much the same, but we only ever got one show there, uh, thanks to the pandemic. <laughs> and we're not getting much out of our uh, Elkhart County Courthouse experience, except we're meeting the Rotarians. Yes. My gosh, those are great people. The planting last year, it was like Mike Mulligan and a steam shovel. They were just, you know, the more people that showed up and washed, the faster they went. And, and when we saw that it's going to be noon, uh, and that's when they were going to quit no matter what, they really kicked into gear. Of many hands make light work is what you're saying, right? Oh, yeah. And there were 20 of us there. And we were all dirty. Uh, <laughs> Well, now, before the planting day, though, we have to go through the whole design and pattern selection. And Rusty has told me many times, Anita, you're really the brainchild of bringing these gardens to beauty. <laughs> so maybe share with us what makes uh, a design stand out to you. We like always like something colorful. Um, being with the Dahlia Society, we like sure. um, designs that depict a flower mm -hmm. um, or have colors that remind mm -hmm. us of dahlias. Sure. Uh, this year's design yeah. is called the Joseph's Coat, and it has these uh, it petals, and I encourage all the listeners to stop by and see the Joseph's Coat at the courthouse, because it does have, uh, uh, almost looks like petals of a flower. Yes, it does, and that's part of why we liked it. Um, also, the design at the courthouse is a rectangle, mm -hmm. and so we split it into two squares, so we get the pattern depicted twice. Sure. And Some of your other designs uh, were more uh, of square and uh, yes. allowed for a little bit more intricacy without that replication because of the different style and size. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, the uh, design that you input, you always include, uh, you know, walking paths and access paths as gardeners. Those are probably very important for you, aren't they? Oh, considering the age group of many of the volunteers Mm -hmm. and balance issues, if -hmm. they don't have a good foot and a half to put a foot Mm -hmm. down, we've never had anyone really wipe out a whole section from falling. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. We yeah. don't want that. While well, you're having that, uh, pretty resilient. But, yes, but keeping but... the keeping the design weeded is important to sure. maintaining the design. So we have to be able to get into all the areas. Well, because this isn't a, a one week or one time and done project. It, it lasts for for quite a few months. How frequent do you go to a quilt garden or go in and weed it or maintain it? Ooh, well, usually the agreement is that we're one day and it's in, uh-huh. though we like to make sure the soil's prepared and all. It needs weekly mm-hmm. maintenance, uh, routine watering, and yet this the county courthouse watering system seems to be more than adequate. I never saw it dry last year, but it was one of those years when it rained too. Sure. And when you're on a timer and you're asking a county employee to go change the timer just because we've had a bunch of rain, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try not to bother people. <laughs> uh, well, you don't. I appreciate that. I'm sure they do as well. So your partnership uh, is with the Goshen uh, Noon Rotary, uh, who provides some uh, volunteer labor. Uh, the Elkhart County government because it's on the courthouse land and then your Dahlia Society. So it's quite a combination to make that garden come together. Isn't that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they all want leadership and I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) She's the brains of the operation, but she'll tell me what to say. Anita Uh, is. Yes, I know. Uh, And you both do a great job in your perspective roles. Now, uh, what do you like about working at a quilt garden or volunteering or helping uh, at, in this project? I kind of like being a part of something bigger oh, that's helping sure. draw, you know, interest in the whole community. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not really a quilt person sure. and I really don't like annuals all that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, begonias and marigolds, they're great color. And they are wonderful for making designs, uh, but my gardening interests are elsewhere. Well, and because so, the dahlias are perennials, right? Well, they're kind of annuals in Indiana. Okay. Um, I mean, in Mexico, they don't need to be messed with. But even in uh, like the Carolinas, you have to dig them up and separate them every year. They, they have a nice annual cycle. And some of the bigger varieties won't even bloom well if you don't give them that cycle. But those varieties of annuals are different from the annuals that we use in quilt gardens, like marigolds and begonias. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. A dahlia could grow 14 feet in one year and Mm -hmm. uh, produce, well, some varieties will produce 200 flowers during the summer. And so, you know, that's quite a lot. Well, it is. I try not to count sometimes, so, <laughs> and yet sometimes the pests mean many of those flowers aren't any good. Sure. Um, but with the quilt garden and trying to use no pesticides or mm-hmm. uh, weed preventatives, 
it makes them a little more high maintenance. And sure. so I feel for the Elkhart County people that were coming out and weeding, they were little tufts of grass that kept coming up mm -hmm. all summer long. I just figure it's gotta be seed coming in. From the soil. Yeah, and a pre-emergent would mm -hmm. probably take care of that. Sure. But, but I'm planning on this year using the wood chip mulch more because okay. that'll knock them down. Um, now, for the, our listeners who may not know, a pre-emergent soil treatment is what? What's what's the street name for a pre-emergent? That'd be like preen and... Preem, mm -hmm. that's the stuff. Mm -hmm. And see, I don't really use it. My dahlia garden, the weeds tell me that the soil is working. Oh, okay. Uh, when the weeds stop growing, I know there's a problem. So dahlias and, like weeds. <laughs> well, not particularly, but but I've never found them offensive. Oh, so Rusty and Anita like weeds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of them actually make a nice round cover. Sure. That purslane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it doesn't take much. I knew a man who planted sunflowers between his dahlias to give them shade. Really? Uh, but that kind of sapped from the dahlias in the long run. Sure. So he stopped doing that. But he still had great dahlias, even with the sunflowers. Interesting. We, we, thank we you digress, so don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You guys uh, are, do a great job with your quilt garden there at the courthouse, and you have a wonderful partnership. Uh, we're so appreciative of your time and your insight. You're obviously very knowledgeable about soil and gardening and growing. You do such a great job. Um, and uh, Rusty, I'm sure we've intrigued a lot of people, not only about your dahlias, but about the Dahlia Society. Uh, do, do you have a website where people could learn more about your association and what you do? We do have a GoDaddy website, mm -hmm. and it's just no spaces, ElkhartDahliaSociety.com. Mm -hmm. Not all easy words to spell. <laughs> well, we have some active Facebook people, too. Perfect. So we do have a healthy little society, and most of them just aren't interested in the big show in the fall. Mm -hmm. They just like having access to the knowledge. Of course. Um, we try to share that as openly as possible. Sure. You know, in the old days, dahlia growers all had their secrets, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't pay to have secrets. It's hard on the soul. So... Yeah. Um, well. I know that I want to see a 14-foot dahlia and oh. <laughs> whatever it is you talked about and 1,500 of them. I'm, I definitely want to check all of that out. So, well, you uh, don't see 200 at once. But oh, okay. 200 at once. Yeah. Well, e even still, that's quite a lot of dahlias. So. Yeah. Well, we hope that when you come in the fall, it'll look like uh, the truffle trees from the Lorax. There you go. <laughs> the Dr. Seuss book. Because well, uh, they're all we, up in your face. <laughs> we look forward to that. The Elkhart Dahlia Society uh, show is in the fall and is always a highlight in the whole region. Oh, you're thank too you. you're too nice to everybody. Oh, yeah, that's that's not a problem. Uh, we thank you for your time and uh, for our listeners. We hope you enjoyed as we learned and talked with Rusty and Anita, who work with the Quilt Garden at the Courthouse. Thanks for listening. We're just a few weeks away from officially kicking off the 2022 Quilt Garden and Quilt Mural season. The fun begins on May 30th, but right now at quiltgardens.com, you can get more information, plus download the Master Gardener's Guidebook, which takes a deeper dive into the plants selected at each garden and the Quilters Chronicles that looks at the patterns used from a quilting perspective.
Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.